Welcome back. In this episode, we will be discussing Christmas. And other holy days based on a question from someone who wrote in. So hopefully we'll answer that and maybe some other things. We are your hosts, Father Andy the Greater and Father Andy the Lesser. Buckle up, we've got a lot to cover. This is Catholicism, not just for dummies. So, why uh, why do we have holy days of obligation in yeah. the Catholic Church? This is a question from Alyssa Becker Dunn. Uh, she's a pretty cool young lady. So, yeah. Call out to her or whatever it is. Shout out. Shout out to her. <laughs> right. Uh, call out whatever. Got to get the lingo down if we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> shout out to Alyssa. <laughs> okay. So, any other shout outs we need to make? Um not right now, I don't think. Okay. Maybe Bishop Barron if he's listening. Okay. <laughs> I doubt he's listening. I doubt he's listening, but <laughs> cool beans if he did. Okay. Uh, when was Jesus born? There, um, there is a, a article by um, Cardinal Ratzinger. At, at, he wrote it at the time before he was Pope about the dating of Christmas, and he says, um, "Yes, uh, some people also say that it was just the the winter solstice, and so we took over that." pagan holiday and made it yeah. christian and if you were going to do that why would you go for december 25th and not december 21st or 20 okay well that's a good that question because happened. um the uh the solstice used to be on the 25th i think oh okay uh as the uh the the calendar got off by a couple weeks, weeks. yeah when they they when they revised the calendar, what was they, it like in the 1500s or 1400s? It was like a couple of weeks that like never happened. Or yeah, in the 1500s, yeah, yeah. they they uh, straightened it out and got it back on the on track on track with the Earth going around the sun. Because yeah. I think it was like Easter was getting like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know if it was later and later or um, earlier and earlier, earlier. But they 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 cut out. Uh, 10 days, I think it was, okay. from the calendar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like ten, two weeks or 10 days. Or two weeks, right. yeah, maybe yeah. 15 days even. Because yeah. they um, they had in the calendar the leap year, which was every four years, extra day in February. But they didn't take into account that every 100 years, there is no leap year. Yep. And um, except when it's divisible by 400. And then there is. Then there is a leap year, yeah. So, so it was a leap year in 2000. <laughs> Correct. So all these things to keep the keep the calendar in line with the Earth going around the sun. So, so anyway, um, so he said yes. There there was the uh, the feast day of um, Sol Invictus, I think they called it, which was the the uh, the sun unconquered. That um, it was the, the winter solstice, meaning the shortest day of the year, and then then the light started getting longer and longer. And so that was a festival of some kind and that it does fit in nicely with the coming of Christ. You know, the the world is in darkness yes. and he is the light coming into the world. And from then on, the light just starts getting stronger and stronger as as uh, his presence is brought throughout the earth. But uh, but he says, actually, there's another reason for the 
the day of December 25th, and that is the um, the early Jewish rabbis in commenting on scripture, uh, they would say for very famous people, the, the they were often known to be born on the day they died. Uh, so the same the same day they were born and then they died. I guess that was true for a lot of significant figures in history. Uh. And so uh, when was Jesus born? Uh, and when did he die? Well, um, with regard to Jesus, it actually is the question is when was he conceived? Because that's when the word was made flesh. Uh. So not when he was born, but the um, nine months before that. And so the um, according to the tradition of the Jewish rabbis, the the earth was created like what was what day was the earth created on according to their tradition like what day of the calendar and for them it was march 25th okay. which was uh for the jewish calendar the first day of the year and uh, meaning march 25th was uh like for us january 1st would be yeah and so their months would follow from there and um and so that's why it's the it's the first day of spring as well at the, in those times and um, the day of creation. And so uh, because of that, Jesus coming into the world is like a new creation. And so it happens also on March 25th. And that's that is the day that we celebrate the Annunciation, which is the when, when St. Gabriel appeared to Mary. Yeah. And announced that Jesus is coming. When God actually became man was not when he was born, but when he was conceived yes. and um, the very beginning of his existence as a human being. Yes. So uh, so then nine months after that, of course, is December 25th. Yeah. And that's the gestation period of a baby. Yes, approximately. For, so, for humans. Yeah. So just to fact check ourselves, though, um, yeah. it was... 1954 that uh oh yeah that the immaculate conception was 1854 1854 that uh that um yeah that was declared a um a dogma of the church by pope pius the ninth yeah so yeah. and then um yeah and the assumption was 1950 i think okay and then uh the gregorian calendar was uh, advised or amended um, they skipped from Thursday October 4th 1582 to Friday October 15th 1582 okay so it's over 10 days okay yeah 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 the interesting and then I think the Anglican Church refused to do that uh, because they said that anything that comes out of the Catholic Church is incorrect, and so we're not going to follow it. Yeah. And so they resisted it, I think, until the 1700s. So for okay. almost 200 years, they went by a different calendar than the rest of Europe. Yeah, and that wouldn't be confusing at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> the world wasn't as globalized as it is now, though. So I suppose. It probably wouldn't work. <sighs> All right. So anyway, the the history of holy days, I think uh, it kind of follows upon um, there were holy days in the Jewish calendar mm -hmm. as spelled out in the book of um, Exodus 
Leviticus and Numbers yeah. in the giving of the law. The, yeah. the Lord established special feast days and holy days for the people to give praise to the Lord. Yeah. Like yeah. at harvest time, I think was one of them. And yeah. Another another day they celebrated was Pentecost, which was actually a Jewish feast day of the um, receiving of the law on Mount Sinai. It was 50 days after Passover. Yes. And so it's kind of significant that Easter, it, it kind of takes over as as the new Passover because Jesus it, celebrated the Last Supper around that time. Yeah. And then 50 days later is the new Pentecost, which is... Uh, the uh, Pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new law, which is the law of the Holy Spirit written uh, on, on our, our hearts, hearts yeah. not on tablets. You know. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I think it's just, um, you know, a lot of the uh, holy days for the Jewish people have kind of been transformed into Christian holidays mm -hmm. as Jesus is the fulfillment of the Jewish faith. And so it's significant days throughout the year relating to our own faith. I think they are mostly about Jesus or Mary except for all saints day i suppose yeah so it's good to remember the other saints besides mary right yeah there's so. a, there's hope for all of us because any kind of any kind of life that we find ourselves in you can find a saint who yeah who lived that way yeah and the church i would say in recent years has recognized the the sainthood I mean, any soul that's in heaven is a saint, but uh, the church has been more proactive in recognizing saints that are married or... Because it, it seems like for a lot of the history of the church, it was like, you know, priests or religious. Yeah. Um, and so you really can find, you know, people of all walks of life that mm -hmm. are now recognized as being in heaven as being saints mm -hmm. yeah like especially i think the the parents of saint therese yes yeah um since all five daughters i think were in religious life at, mm -hmm. at one point and uh they're by the holy example of their parents yeah and even uh blessed carlo yes Judas, yeah uh, who uh, it was a young man. I mean, he wasn't married, but he was into gaming and programming. And he even made a website of Eucharistic Miracles. I think we talked about mm -hmm. that in one of our previous episodes. I actually saw his body. It's in a church in Assisi when we were there on pilgrimage. Sweet. And they, they have him um, wearing jeans and a hooded sweatshirt because <laughs> I guess that's what he wore. But you're not used to seeing a saint in a in a tomb with jeans on. <laughs> Well, he passed away October 12, 2006. Okay. So, and he was yeah. 15. He wasn't even in his 20s. Oh, okay. Well, he was 15 years old. Yeah, which is all the more impressive with what he did in compiling the the Eucharistic miracles. And yeah. I think he probably inspired a lot of adults to grow stronger in their faith by his example. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we don't need to get off on a on a saints thing, but uh, but yeah, just how do we celebrate 
the great uh, people that have gone before us, but especially, obviously, Mary and then the life of Jesus, too, in these mm-hmm. holy days of obligation. Yeah. Yeah, so when it says holy day of obligation, what does that mean? That same thing as, like, Sunday Mass, right? Unless we are incapacitated or yeah. unable to go for whatever reason yeah. that we are required uh you know, under the, I don't know what you call it, the penalty of uh, mortal sin right. uh, to go to Mass and to right. be part of the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the same conditions that that uh, for Sunday Mass, like if there's a blizzard, I suppose, yeah, you wouldn't have to go and if you're sick or all those things. But, um, but yeah, the obligation to attend Mass either on the vigil or the day of. Mm-hmm. And um, it also includes refraining from work also on those days. So uh, that's a challenge for us, I think. Cause, yeah, especially in our culture, you know, uh, in our modern culture. You know, I think the catechism says at least to set aside some time during those days of for rest and, and prayer. prayer. And, you know. yeah. Those days are not days of fasting, though, right? We're supposed to celebrate. There are feast days, yeah. Actually, you cannot fast on, or shouldn't fast on those days because yeah. um, we went to Magigoria once in the, well, I went twice, but um, we were there for the feast day. I think it was, uh, it was Easter week. And so every, every day of Easter week is a holy day. Yeah, the octave of Easter. A solemnity. Yeah. Uh, and so... Um, uh, so you shouldn't be fasting on solemnities, but, but the, our tour leader was trying to say, well, we fast on Wednesdays and Saturdays or Wednesdays and Fridays in Medjugorje. And then, um, and we said, no, we should go with what the church's teaching is even over, uh, what Mary supposedly says in the apparition. Yeah. So then she agreed with us. Okay. <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, that was uh, good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, are these, what are those things called? Venn diagrams or whatever. So every ho- holy day of obligation is a solemnity. Is a solemnity, yeah. Uh, but not every solemnity is a holy day of obligation. Right. There's other solemnities throughout the year. The uh, There's a couple that fall in Lent. And um, that would be St. Joseph and the Annunciation. Those are solemnities, uh, which means that there's no need to fast on those days or abstain. So you can, if it falls on a Friday in Lent, you uh, can have a hamburger that day. <laughs> uh, so why do we have holy days of obligation in the Catholic Church? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> so um, why do you think? Why do I think? Because (laughs) there are days in the life of Jesus and Mary, um, and I suppose other saints, um, that really the church asks us to recall and to remember, uh, just like we would, you know, people's birthdays, right? Like remember uh, an annual celebration of the, the day of their birth. Um, I mean, it'd probably be better to do like Conception Day, but that would be awkward. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, yeah. do, we do birthdays instead. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> we wouldn't know the day or shouldn't know the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> better not to. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we do. We we celebrate life. We celebrate these important events, you know, aniv- wedding anniversaries, whatever. And so, if those are important to remember every year, like how much more is the life of Jesus and Mary in our, you know, Christian life um, to recall as the body of Christ, as a church militant, as part of you know. Uh, in conjunction with the church triumphant, the church militant, or the church purgative, uh, to remember these great events in the life of Mary and Jesus and to help allow them to inspire us. So is it just holy days that are related to Mary or Jesus, or are there other ones too? Well, funny you should ask. We were, as we were preparing, we were talking about, what was it, the holy days of obligation in different countries. Yeah. And which one was, one of them had St. Matthew as a holy day of obligation. Yeah, um, um, Qatar. Or Qatar, how do you pronounce Qatar. it? Qatar, yeah. What was that? Q- Q-A-T-A-R. Yeah, it was a U. So for the Catholics in there, they have, well, no, St. Thomas. Oh, uh, sorry, St. Thomas. St. Thomas yeah, was that makes, holy day. Because I, I think sense. he traveled over in that direction. Yeah, so that makes more sense, yeah. but... Um, and then you, we were saying that there are a few countries that just had two days right. of holy days of obligation, Christmas and Christmas and, um, was it Epiphany or something? Ascension, I think. Ascension. Okay. Okay. Whereas in the U S we have about, we have five now. We have five and yep. then, but some of them can be abrogated if they fall on a Saturday or a Monday. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so in our country, um, there there is a canon in the canon law about holy days of obligation, and it actually lists ten of them oh, okay. that that are to be observed throughout the year. But then it says, "Is Saint Joseph one of them?" Uh, let's see. It's um, uh, well, they start with um, the liturgical year, so it's Immaculate Conception on December eighth, Christmas, Mary, Mother of God. Epiphany, St. Joseph, um, Ascension, Corpus Christi, Saints Peter and Paul, the Assumption of Mary, and all saints. Saints Peter and Paul, too. Yeah. So, um, but then it says the Bishop Conference of the country can decide to lift the obligation on some or or, uh, transfer them to Sundays. Okay. Since most of our listeners are probably in the U.S., uh, if not all of them at this point, yeah. uh, what are the, you said seven? The five. Five. Yeah. So what are the five in the U.S.? There used to be six, but Ascension Thursday has been transferred to Sunday. And actually, in yeah. most dioceses, not all. Yeah, still no, there's a few dioceses that have Ascension Thursday. Yeah, so. I think it's, um, I think Lincoln maybe is one of them. Yeah, so. It's by I, region, actually. Yeah, so I still make fun of Ascension Sunday. Right, So <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be 40 days after Easter, Jesus ascended into heaven. Yeah, so. And that's on a Thursday. And then also, if you want to pray the Novena to the Holy Spirit for nine days, you got to start on Thursday. So, so uh, I, I, our bishops are much more generous than I would have been. Yeah, or I, than I would be. Yeah, that's a big debate as to whether that was a, a good move or not. I think they wanted to make sure that people were celebrating the Ascension yeah. since it's a, a, such an important feast in our church. Oh. So they moved it to Sunday. 
Well, I mean, it, you could also argue it's easier for people, and you know that way less people commit a mortal sin by missing it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pastoral move, right? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there was. Uh, I remember growing up, there was kind of something special about the holy days. You know that you you had to make a special effort to go into church, uh, not on Sunday. And uh, it, w- it was kind of a, our mom made it a special day too, because she would put a, a tablecloth on the table and like, especially for the Marian feast days, put a statue of Mary there and a candle and all that. So uh, it, was a, it was a nice way of celebrating it. So all of you with young families, these are ideas things to do with your your kids yeah on holy days so so i had a lutheran father <laughs> uh well and a catholic mother so we didn't really do any of those things you know the holy days in the united states are uh the immaculate conception which is on december 8th which is also the patronal feast of our country since we were dedicated to the immaculate conception the united states of america and then Christmas, of course, I think every country has that one, the birth of Christ. Um, January 1st is Mary, the mother of God. It's always one week after Christmas. Yeah. And then um, uh, and then there isn't any for quite a while until we get to the Assumption of Mary in August, August 15th. And then All Saints Day on November 5th. So uh, for most most dioceses or regions, Ascension is moved to Sunday. And, uh, and then the other thing that the bishops did is they, they lifted the obligation if the Holy Day falls on a Monday or a Saturday. Yep. Uh, just because it's uh, close to Sunday, I guess. And, and so having the, the requirement and uh, the vigil possibly uh, with the Mass. Uh, but they didn't do that for Christmas, which this year makes Christmas right. fun. Yeah, it's not lifted for Christmas. And actually, Immaculate Conception, that's always a holy day, even if it falls on Monday yeah, or, or Saturday, Saturday. Of, of obligation. Nice. So it can get kind of confusing, like, is this the year where it's been lifted or not? And mm-hmm. um, there, there is one occasion where the obligation for December 8th, the Immaculate Conception is lifted. Do you know what that is? No. It's if the if the 8th falls on a Sunday, the uh, the Sunday of Advent would override it. Oh, okay. And then the feast is transferred to the 9th, and then the obligation is lifted. Okay. So that's the one time. That would make sense. So uh, one, uh, we looked at the uh, the different holy days in different countries based on their uh, bishops' conference or whatever they yeah. set as. And the that's what we were country. saying a bit ago. Yeah, that there's some that just have two, right? Yeah, and the, I think the one that had the most, at least in the list, was Malta. They have ten holy days, nice. and one of them is the. The Feast of the Shipwreck of St. Paul on the <laughs> island of Malta, <laughs> February 10th. Beautiful. So they're in the Bible, which is not something that the rest, most of us can say about our yeah, country. Especially in the U.S. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
so um i guess the what's what would be the kind of the history of holy days and um how they came about uh what are your thoughts on that uh i have to admit i don't know how they came about like i know even christmas wasn't necessarily celebrated right away mm-hmm. um i mean easter obviously was but right um i think christmas was um a solemnity that kind of came a little bit later in the church mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think there's um you can find resources probably that tell you when these days were added to the calendar i think it might be in the breviary it sometimes okay. tells you what year it was added to the calendar, and then they start celebrating it in the church as a whole. Yeah, because usually sometimes they start as like a local, especially like with the, you know, something that started, you know, as a local tradition or whatever, and then, you know, the Pope kind of brought it right. um, to the universal church. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think the Assumption of Mary was one that was not very early as far as celebrating it. It was it was believed and the tradition was there. Yes, of course. But yeah. um, it wasn't declared a dogma until 1950 yes. by Pope Pius XII. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I, but I think they were celebrating it even before that, but I'm not real sure. I'd have to look that up. As far as, was it a holy day of obligation? I'm not sure. Uh, the canon law that I quoted is from 1983 when the, when they listed the 10 holy days. Nice. So I think um, one thing we were going to talk about a little bit is Christmas and the date. And um, you probably hear in a, in a lot of places that... Uh, Jesus wasn't was actually born on the 25th. He wasn't born in December. Uh, you know, I was just reading. Maybe a, it was the springtime. I, I was reading a website and there was someone who was like, fact, Jesus was not born in December. And they gave no uh, references to back this up. <laughs> they just made it a statement of fact, which, which uh, made me think, well, I can say fact Jesus was born in December because what's freely asserted can be freely denied as a principle of logic. <laughs> and who taught us that? Father Fabian. <laughs> we'll have to talk about Father Fabian some other time. Uh, great Dominican uh, priest and professor at Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona. Yeah. All right. So here's here's an interesting fact about uh, also from the research here. There used to be many more holy days of obligation. In 1911, Pope Pius X reduced the number of holy days from 36 to 8. Oh, wow. That they, there used to be 36 holy days of obligation. So can you imagine that? That's like throughout the uh, year. three a month. Yeah, right. So uh, we are actually at 32 minutes, 32 and a half minutes. Okay, so but, uh, sounds good. But, no, but like what? Continue the finish your thought though there. I think that's it. It's just that, um, you know, we, we feel like there's a lot of holy days that we oh, have yeah. to attend, but, but you know, it used to be a lot it more. It used to be... Even more grand. Even more, yeah. I was going to say worse, but that's not the right attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these have been moved to Sunday permanently, especially in the United States, like Epiphany. That's yeah. supposed to be January 6th. Yeah. 
and Corpus Christi is supposed to be the Thursday after Trinity Sunday, but oh, those uh, those have both uh, been moved to. Uh, we used Sunday. to exchange gifts uh, as a family on Epiphany. Epiphany, um, yeah. which is the twelfth day of Christmas, if yeah. you count it out. Yeah, so that's where the song comes from, I believe. Yeah, I think so. There's so, somewhere in there is yeah. that tradition. That was a math question one year. Uh, how many gifts all yeah, together? Yeah, how many gifts all together? And the answer is? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. You have uh, to... I could do probably, if I had to you kind of look it up, figure out the math again. But Okay, so. we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> uh, the question is, were they given like every day? Or were they given a partridge and a pear tree every like day or every just day. the first day? Yeah, just the first day. Yeah. So according to the song, you, you get... That one 12 times. There'd be a lot of creatures and people in the house by the time you're done yeah. with that one. So. And loud music. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thanks again for tuning in. Have a have a blessed Christmas. Yeah. And uh, keep us in your prayers, and we'll pray for you as well. A happy New Year. Yes. New Year. So, hey, take care and God bless. Okay. Bye. So do you have anything funny to say? Oh, uh, happy Advent. Happy Advent. It's not very funny. Hmm.